The following podcast is the audio version of a previously broadcasted program. It may contain words and expression which might require watching. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We also welcome your comments, your suggestions, and yes, your criticism. For details on our broadcast, please visit sluza.com. That's S-L-O-O-Z-A-R.com. That's Sluza.com. The podcast begins next. Welcome to Sluza, the place for common sense. My name is Mike Duchenne. Today is Saturday, April 10th, 2021. Welcome. If you've been watching this program for the past few weeks, we've been pretty much ignoring most of everything that's going on. We mentioned them in passing, the spread of the coronavirus, the George Sharp Floyd uh, uh, story that's on still evolving with Derek Chauvin being tried for the murder. But we spend a great deal of time talking about voting. It is that important. You see, this country is what it is, has been the envy of the world because of one simple aspect of our system, the democracy that we have, for a very long time, it feels that people have a voice. No, there have been complaints here and there, been allegations here and there, but in general, the things were more or less okay. Although, the participation in the election process has been scampy as we provided information here before we showed you that there has never been at any time in the history of America that we have more than 70% of those eligible to vote to go to the poll and vote. We have that only in three separate occasions one was really very, very far in the past was in 1900. And since then, people have not really paid much attention to that. What that simply means is we all take what we have for granted. That's bad. That's actually very bad. Because we claim to be the beacon of light. We claim to have the best system in the world. We even try to prove it by sacrificing our own soldiers to provide the same type of freedom to other people. Today, that system is under attack. And it's time we recognize it's a problem that needs to be fixed.
you are on Sousa. This is Sousa, the place for comedy. Welcome to Sousa. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics. The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Welcome once again to Slusa, the place for common sense. If you join us before, we do thank you for helping make this journey somewhat more bearable. If you join us for the first time, we welcome you once again to this program. This program was created two years ago with one single objective, to perfect the union. There is one major obstacle that makes it difficult to achieve, which is ignorance. Now, some people choose to live in ignorance. Others, they rely on their leaders, whether political leaders, religious leaders, business leaders, to help them navigate this problem. Especially in matters of politics, everyone needs a little bit of guidance. Now, the topic we're about to discuss today is extremely important because that's not the topic of the day. That's not about the event of the day, but rather a topic that is at the very core of what has made America the envy of the world. We take great pride, our know, politicians, every time chance that they have, whether here in the United States or abroad, especially if the country has been affected, impacted by some foreign entity, whether it's terrorism or a foreign government, we always stand and feel proud and say that, well, we're not going to stand for those things because we are the greatest country in the world. There is nothing wrong with one being the greatest country in the world and two, to take pride in that. Today, when you say that, the world laughs because they know it's a joke. 
And I mean that literally. So the idea of any politician saying today we are the greatest country in the world and for people to feel great about it and feel a lot of pride, oh yeah, you can still feel that way, but the rest of the world is laughing at it because it is a joke. And by joke, I mean ha 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 ha, joke. There was a time when the United States of America was considered the greatest country in the world. Yes, with its flaws, mistakes, errors. We don't have perfection here in the United States. We had past president, we're bad, we're mediocre. We had good, excellent president. But the past four years contributed to define America to the rest of the world. The idea of saying today, I mean, you can say it, but rest assured, the world is laughing when you say it. So you might want to hold on to that for a while. Because if you say, we are the greatest country in the world, now, what does that mean now? What does that entail now? Having stockpiles of weapons doesn't make one the greatest country in the world. We know other countries that have that. So the past four years, something happened that had brought America to the ground. Of course, if you weren't just born, you pretty much know what happened the past four years. The United States of America elected an individual who by any analysis was the most devastating, the most, the biggest mistake the country had made. Not just an individual who was incapable, but someone who doesn't have anything that can be used as role model that could elevate the country. Again, as I mentioned, we have had bad president in the past, but we never had an individual as president of the United States working so openly, so aggressively to undermine every aspect of our democracy. And that's not a statement, it's a statement of fact. To anyone who has just an average intelligence, you need no convincing to accept that, in fact, the past four years, the United States of America, what had made the United States of America was gravely undermined, chipped away, to the point we can say and it's being reverberated across the world that America is in decline. This is an expression that more than four years ago, you would shiver to hear anyone mention that. You would argue. Today, it sounds so right because it is true, America is in decline.
through history, that has always been the case that every now and then you have a particular specific country that has emerged as pretty much the biggest country in the world, whether from a financial perspective or from a, a military perspective. That has happened in the world. So it is nothing new. What's different this time is the fact that the decline of that country called America was precipitated not by a foreign government, not by terrorist group, but by the very people whose job are, is supposed to elevate the country, is supposed to make the country look better to the world and make it more attractive to the world. So everything that I just mentioned to you, unless you are were completely under a rock or you completely deprived of any intelligence whatsoever, you would understand that indeed the the predicament the United States of America is in today was not caused by Russia or by China or by North Korea, was caused exclusively by those in the Republican Party, starting with the former president, all the way down to the Republican senators, congressmen, mayors, governors, who work not in secrecy, but openly to undermine every aspect of what has Ameri made America the envy of the world. If you are a Republican, you can shrug it off, as you have done for quite some time, and that's what explains why we are in the predicament we are in, because it's almost impossible to get anyone, especially if that individual is a Republican constituent, to understand and admit that the Republican leaders that they elected have worked to bring America down to its knees. In the past four years, they have accelerated the process and put America in a predicament that make, that make America a mockery in the world. Even with the departure of that individual, having a new president in the Oval Office, you would think everything will fall back to normal, at least that's what a lot of people thought would have happened. But unfortunately, things don't work that way. Destroying is very easy. You put pipe of dynamite under a building, you blow it up, the building come down, crumble down in a matter of a few minutes. The construction would last for months, years even. It's not easy to rebuild. Now, as I mentioned here in this program, it was everyone's hope that the departure of that moron who was the former president would have made America a better country, would have made things better, would have made the world, the, the world more open to accept, to embrace America. 
because the, the moron is gone. So that should have been it. As I will show you that the Republican legislators, congressmen, senators, elected officials like governors, mayors, they all been working to undermine America's democracy and they continue to do so, which explains why the rest of the world is dealing, interacting with America very differently from the way that they used to in the past. Leaders of the world, in the world, say out loud that they are happy to go back and have a relation with America with one twist. They are also prepared to go it alone without America. This is the first time in the history of the world for many decades that you have allies, other countries in the world, adopting that type of behavior. So America is just another ally that they can live without, they can do away with if that becomes necessary. That's something that would have been inconceivable five years ago. So if you love America, as most Republicans always claim, then you have a lot of work to do because the predicament we're in did not happen by accident. The predicament we're in was exclusively caused by Republicans the past four years and those who are still here, the congressmen, the senators, the governors, the mayors, they continue to work to undermine whatever is left of decency in America. We're going to give you a few examples of such, as we always done in this program, to show you why America is really in decline and if you indeed a patriot, and if you indeed, if you do indeed love America, it's time that you recognize you should put aside whatever label you have, Democrat, Republican, and work to restore America, because America is in decline. And as I mentioned, your Republican leaders are exclusively responsible for that. And we'll show you, give you a couple of examples to show you that indeed it is the case. When we return in just a moment. The hotly contested presidential election is over, but the challenges that lie ahead for this new administration are many and very difficult. Yes, we voted out the destructor of our norms, but our job is not done. The Biden administration will face a very corrupt and uncooperative Republican Party in both the House and the Senate. 
in 2009 in the midst of a devastating recession with unemployment rising, bankruptcy multiplying, the economy cratering, Mitch McConnell opposed everything Obama tried to do to remedy the situation. It is naive to think it will be different this time. The country simply cannot rely on Republicans. So let's not. Join us live every Saturday at 11 a.m. to bring forth ideas to combat those challenges. Together, we can help rebuild America with Joe. See you soon. Welcome back uh, to Sousa. We are talking about the fact that the past four years, for those individuals who were paying attention to what's going on in the country, we went through a period of time that Republican exclusively, the leaders exclusively work to undermine American democracy. They didn't do that by accident. They didn't do that because they didn't know what they were doing. But every step of the way, they work against the interests of America. We've been telling you that for the longest. There is a big difference between policies, legislation, and patriotism. You may not like necessarily what Democrat proposes. You may not like necessarily the legislation, the policy, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who love the country, who would not do what make America today a joke in the world. We take pride here in America. We expend the lives of our soldiers we burden the taxpayers with debt, with a very noble objective to go to other places, places that have people that have hard time, people that are under dictators, people that are under authoritarians, people whose rights have been suppressed. We, American, take pride in saying we are willing to sacrifice the lives of our soldiers so that we can make it possible for you to have the right to vote. Now think about that for just a moment. If you take over a period of 50 years, we've lost tens of thousands of our arms services personnel. We have put a burden of trillions of dollars on the taxpayers with one single objective, to go to other places in the world that don't have freedom. People could not vote. And we say we're willing to make that sacrifice in order 
for you to have the rights to vote. It is worth noting also that most of the time that United States of America is engaged in some war, some foreign war, let's say 80% of the time, those are triggered or started with Republicans' administration. Because they consider themselves defenders of the Republic, they consider the, themselves carriers of freedom across the world. That's what they used to feed us here. So, the irony or the sadness, depending on your viewpoint, we're saying that we're willing to send our soldiers to be killed, we're willing to borrow money to fund that war or those wars in order to bring freedom to other people so that they can have the right to vote. Here in America, you have all the Republicans rationalizing, preventing people from voting. Oh yeah, they have all sorts of rationale. Voter fraud. We're trying to prevent voter fraud. They're putting resources in place. They have legislators that instead of working on real problem in the country or working to make it easier for people to vote, they're spending all the resources to prevent groups of people to vote in America. What I just mentioned to you is not an opinion. It's not something that I pull out of a hat. It's happening right now across the country and all the Republicans at respective, the respective states are working to do that. We talk a great deal about the fact that voting is the heart of democracy, any democracy, whether it's here in the United States or anywhere in the world. In order for you to talk about democracy, you as a people have to be able to go to the poll and vote. We, American, send our soldiers to other country so that their people can have the rights to vote. We spend their lives, expend their lives. We burden the taxpayers with trillions of dollars in war. And here in America, Republicans, leaders, and a Republican constituent find it normal to prevent people from voting. Or they have all kind of rationale. They're trying to prevent voters fraud. For those of you who have watched this program before, I showed you unequivocally 20 years of data of analyzing election in America show there is no voter fraud in America.
And just recently, the former president raised more than $250 million under the guise that he was fighting voter fraud, filed 60 lawsuit, claimed there was voter fraud, put up to a million dollars as reward to anyone who can walk, bring, come forward, and show there is voter fraud. For 90 days, that was available to anyone, any Republican, all those that you heard on the radio, on TV, claiming on the street, there is voter fraud, stop the steal. All those people that were talking, not a single one of them came forward to claim those millions of dollars in reward. Why? If there is so much voter fraud in America, if there is so much voter fraud, the former president collected $250 million. Because the people who gave that money so much believe there is voter fraud. Okay. Now they use some of that money as a reward to anyone. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your political affiliation would be. If you can, could come forward to show that there is voter fraud, that you someone or you saw something that you know is voter fraud come forward we'll give you a million dollars not a single individual collected which bring me to why republican leaders in america are the biggest threat that the country is confronting since slavery They all jump on the bandwagon of voters fraud. And you already know the story. On January 6th, the world watches the United States of America. Mobs of people ransacking the Capitol. And uh, you had the image of what you would only or we could only see before in countries run by dictators in countries run by authoritarian in undemocratic country. That's what we in the world watch happening in America. It wasn't just any group of people that decided to do that on their own. It was the former president of the United States who incited that insurrection, but what makes the matter even worse is the Republican legislators, not only they too incited and participated in that sedition, but they too were working behind closed door to make certain that it was successful. So when I said that Republican leaders represent the gravest threat to America, it's not just a statement. 
It's a statement of facts. They are the greatest danger that America is confronting today. Unless we come to realization that it's in indeed the case, that America will continue to decline and in a very near future, we may find ourselves in a country that has nothing of what our ancestors, our parents, our grandparents have fought and lived for. If you are a young individual, this is a warning to you that the Republican leaders, not only they contributed, they participated in what happened on January 6th. And I don't mean that lightly, because we saw a mob of people, what they did on the street, what they did ransacking the Capitol, what we did not see on TV, uh, where the Republican in the respective chambers causing even worse damage to the country than the mobs that we saw on the street. Because the Republican leaders were working to destroy what is written in the Constitution of the United States. And I don't mean that as a matter of statement, I mean that literally. So what we saw the mob in Washington was doing, and we think, gee, that make America look so bad, worse was happening behind the scene, exclusively by Republican leaders. Even though the country survived the mob, and the moron who was in the Oval Office was kicked out, but the country continued to suffer. I mentioned to you before that in the month of uh, February, which was considered Black History Month, when you have Republicans and uh, a number of uh, their colleagues going on national TV, pretending to honor blacks' achievement, pretending to elevate blacks for what they have done for the United States of America. While that was happening, Republicans across the country were busy crafting legislation, presenting proposal in order to make the idea of blacks having the right to vote more difficult in America. How is that for a party that loves America? Republicans have been screwing America for a very long time. Now, they don't even bother to do it in hiding. They don't even bother to do it in secrecy. They openly working to make sure that whatever that they claim to be is just a joke. What you're looking at in front of you is the three states that I have used as example to show you the kind of thing that Republicans are working across the country 
to do. The state of Texas just introduced 49 bills that will make it way more difficult today, well, for people to vote. Georgia, 25. Arizona, 23. Those are not the only three states. Those are the states that introduce the most restrictive restriction in matters of voting. In total, across the United States of America, there are 361 such restrictions by Republican elected officials to make it difficult for people to vote. Pause for just a moment and ask yourself the question. Why are we sending our soldiers overseas to try to provide other people the right to vote? And here in America, the Republican leaders are working to prevent people from voting. Ask yourself that simple question. And if you listen to them giving you rationale for doing so, you think, oh yeah, we should have that. As I just pointed out to you, for 20 years, study has been made of election in America, and the conclusion, there is no voters fraud in America. And I just pointed out to you that just recently, the former president put rewards as high as $1 million to anyone who could come forward to show voters' fraud. Not a single individual came forward to claim those millions of dollars. So the idea you heard that Republican talking, they're doing that so that they can prevent voters' fraud, you can take it to the bank. It's a bunch of baloney. The reason Republican elected officials are doing those things is because they want to make it difficult for groups of people in the United States of America to have the ability to vote. Today, it's much easier for someone to walk to a flea market gun sales, buy a firearm, then it is for you to vote. Listen to this. In North Dakota, in North Dakota, I think they may have changed that now because in 2018, even your passport, your passport, your American passport, that is, would not have been accepted as an ID for you to be able to go to the poll and vote. Republican leaders represent the greatest danger that America had ever confronted since slavery. At election time, this is the kind of thing you watch. Lines of people wrap around streets, many streets sometimes. And what's sad about this whole thing is the fact that, well, 
those people is a small subset of individuals who want to participate in the election process. Because as I pointed out earlier, America never has more than 70% of those elected to eligible to vote to go to the poll and vote. The number has always been under 60%. There were only twi three times in the history of America where we had that number close to 70%. Buying firearms in America is a breeze. If you look at the sign of sales of firearm, it says something to the effect that we don't match others' prices. We beat them. We don't match their prices. We beat them. As you can see, buying firearms in America is no problem. In fact, some of those sales don't even require a license for you to buy. We have on record a documentary done by CBS that showed that a 14-year-old walked into one of those flea markets, bought a semi-automatic weapon and a couple of other handguns. 14 year buying firearm in America is made easier than voting, courtesy of Republicans. Now, if you don't find that a problem, or if you don't see that it is a big problem for the country, then you really have a very serious problem that the most important aspect of what has made America the envy of the world is being destroyed by your Republican representative. Not by accident, not by mistake, they're deliberately making certain that it's difficult to, to vote. You would take elected officials you think people you put in position of leadership would work to make America better, meaning literally help more people participate in the election process. Republicans have always worked against democracy in America. That's not a statement. It's a statement of fact. Today, as we talk, they are across the board working on legislation, on proposal that would weaken American democracy. Preventing people from voting, making it more difficult for people to vote. This is not the idea of democracy in any context. So if you are a Republican, 
and that doesn't bother you, don't call yourself a patriot. If you are a Republican and repeating the talking point by those legislators who are working to weaken our democracy, do not call yourself a patriot. It is a joke for you to think you are a patriot because you too are contributing to undermine America democracy. It is sad, but it is the truth that Republican leaders across the country have worked steadily to weaken our democracy. Now, a lot of you have turned a blind eye. Others simply nonchalant about the whole thing because it doesn't affect them. They're only doing that to impact Democrats. So that's no problem. And worse, quite a few of you participating in that process. That's not good for America. At all. So if you want to show your patriotism, it is time you get rid of those Republican leaders of yours who no longer work behind closed doors, who no longer work in secrecy. They feel so emboldened today that they decide to do those things openly. Because they don't think they, have going, they are going to pay a price. Because you, the Republican constituent, you continue to vote them in office despite the damage they have caused to the country. You continue to support them. You continue to think they're doing great. So you too are responsible for what's happening in the United States of America. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics. The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. 
How is it possible? How is it possible that millions of people in a political party can easily be deceived by their leaders? How is, it, how is that possible? Because the more I think about it, the more baffling it becomes. There are plenty of people in the Republican Party who have gone to college. Some have master degrees, some have PhD. In other words, they have education to understand that when someone lies to them, when someone conning them, when someone deceiving them, and yet they go along with it, how is that possible? And that is a baffling question to me. I've been asking for the longest. Because it's one thing that people lie to you. And I don't mean the general statement people always use, politician, all politicians lie. That may be true. Republican leaders, they lie to you deliberately. Even when it's not necessary to, for them to lie, they lie to you. Why? And what I just said is not something that should be of any surprise to you, because if you watch this program, I gave you tons of examples of Republican, time and again, at every turn, every opportunity, instead of telling you what is, they lie to you about what is. And whether it's the other side doing it or they doing it, they never come to the constituent and say, here's what it is. It's better than that guy, not better than the guy, but better than what the guy offers. If you've been paying close attention to your Republican leaders, you should by now realize that's a problem. They never come to you and offer you anything they tell you the other guy is bad for you. They tell you the other guy is not doing well for you. But they never tell you that I have something that I can offer you. Here it is. It is much better than the other guy. They never tell you that. So what they do is they incite your resentment for the other guy. They, they encourage your hatred for the other guy. But they don't have anything to offer to you. So what do they have to do? They have to lie to you. And they're hoping that their lies are consumed and accepted. And it so happens that it works for them. I'm going to give you a couple of examples so that you can understand what I just said is not some gibberish some damn liberal talking about because, well, I don't believe that the Republican lies. I am a Republican. Of course you do. If you were to reject Republican lies, I guarantee you today, you would not be a Republican. I guarantee you that. Because not only Republican lies to you, but they work against the interests of America. And that's not an opinion. Those facts are on the surface. They're all over the place for you to see. 
You don't have to wait for me to tell you. You've seen them yourself, even recently, as I just mentioned, on January 6th. You see it, the whole world watching. Republicans were behind closed doors doing exactly the same thing. So Republicans are working against the interests of America. So if you are a Republican, you cannot come to that conclusion yet. You have a much more serious problem than, than that. So what I mentioned to you is not something I pull out of a hat. Anyone can see it. So the question is, why would you continue to support people who are destroying the very country you claim to love? That's a question. That's a baffling analysis to that question. In the state of Georgia, which we showed you a few days ago, last week, that Georgia has introduced legislation to make it difficult. They even criminalize the, the idea of someone handing a bottle of water to another individual waiting in line to go to vote. Yes, this is not a joke. We're not talking about something that they're, they're just saying on national TV. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about individuals in those various states that decide, let's make it so difficult for people to vote. If you already guessed, done exclusively by Republican, gee, you're right. Because those things have always been done by Republicans. For some reason, Republicans have always worked against the best interests of America. They always have. This is not an opinion. This is not a joke. Every step of the way, take anything that you want. Take any example that you want. You will find that Republican leaders across the country have always worked against the best interests of America. Yes, they will tell you that we're doing that for America. We're doing that because we love the country. We're trying to prevent voter fraud. Now, if they believe there was there were so many voter fraud, why did not did a, did a single one of them claim the reward that were being offered? I think you can do something with a million dollars, don't you? Upward a million dollars was offered to anyone who could come forward with proof of voters fraud. Not a single individual came forward. So when you hear Republican trying to prevent people from voting, claiming it's to prevent voter fraud, you already know the reason that they bringing forth that argument is because they're relying on your ignorance as Republican constituent, on your gullibility, on your naiveness to accept those premises. That was the state of Georgia. Now, just last week, the state of Texas not to be outdone, bring forth its own legislation. 
as I showed you earlier, there are a total of 49 restrictive bills that Republicans in Texas brought forth in order to make it more difficult for people to vote. There was one aspect of this conversation I wish to bring forth, but unfortunately I didn't have time to get uh, as much detail as possible to explain. But the gist of the problem in Texas is when you hear Republican telling you they're trying to prevent voter fraud, now the part that's missing in the conversation is what they're doing behind the, the scene in addition to the bills. Just to give you a simple example, I, I promise next week I will bring it forth with map to show you how aggressive Republicans across the country are working to make it so darn difficult for people to exercise the most important aspect of what our democracy provides. In the state of Texas, within a 50 miles radius, there is one, one place, one, one single location for people to be able to go and get an ID. And of course, with MAP, it will make more sense to you to give you an idea how difficult they're trying to make it for people to have the ability to vote. It so happened that the, that particular area in Houston is mostly Democrats, mostly Blacks, mostly Hispanics. So when I tell you that Republicans represent the greatest threat to the United States of America, I cannot say it enough that indeed they're not just working, they're not just saying things that bad for America, but they're working to undermine the most important aspect of what has made America the envy of the world, our democracy. I don't think I can stress enough how big of a threat Republicans represent to the United States of America. It is almost surreal to imagine a country such as the United States of America would have all the members of a political party working to undermine, to weaken the country. Or if you talk to them, they will tell you, oh no, we're trying to strengthen the country by preventing voter fraud. they rationalizing wrongdoing. And that's what Republican leaders are very good at. They rationalize wrongdoing. I can tell you 
if I were to be a Republican today, just like you've seen a number of people who used to be Republican, bled the, the party. We're not talking, we're talking about leaders, former leaders, that have realized that the Republican Party today worked against America. This is not a party that's worked to strengthen America. This is not a party that's working to help elevate people. This is not a party that worked to help make a system of democracy better. They're working and use every opportunity to weaken America on the world stage. Those are deliberate actions, not mistakes. Deliberate action by people you, Republican constituent, call leaders. You, Republican constituent, feel they are leaders. They're doing fantastic job. The Republican leaders across the country today are the gravest dangers the country is facing in a very long time. Usually when you're talking about a danger to a nation, you tend to look outside. How many times we, in conversation, even in the news, you heard people talking about how much of, uh, of, of a threat North Korea represents. How much of a threat Russia represents, especially today, Russia seems to be gearing up surrounding Ukraine and trying to see if Joe Biden is going to get into a confrontation. Of course, the European ally starts sounding the alarm. We used to think that when we talk about threat, those are the type of threat that we're talking about. Some foreign government, some foreign entity that's doing things that threaten our democracy, that threaten our stability. Ironically, for the past several decades, in the past four years, we've seen a lot of that. Republican leaders have worked aggressively, openly, deliberately to undermine America. And don't say I haven't been warning you because I've been screaming at the top of my lung for four years now that Republicans are the ones that are destroying America. Our problem doesn't come from outside. It's not from China or Russia or North Korea or any terrorist group for that matter. Our biggest problem, the greatest threat, comes from within. It's the Republican leaders that have worked so aggressively to destroy every aspect of what has made America the envy of the world. How is it possible? Republicans have a lot of what you would call 
from an education perspective, smart people, rich people, people who have made it, who've been successful by the definition of success. Those people are successful people. How is it possible that you have a political party led by individual Republican leaders of which every move that they make, every decision that they take is geared toward weakening America. When Pat Toomey, representative out of uh, Philadelphia, Republican, took the stand to condemn what happened on January 6th and lay the blame at the feet of the responsible parties, naming Trump as the person behind the problem, Republican in Pennsylvania drafted measure to punish Patumi. The chairman said, and I quote, we did not send you to Washington to do the right thing. I kid you not. The chairman of the Republican Party for the state of Philadelphia justify punishing one of their own because he did the right thing. And the chairman said, we did not send you to Washington to do the right thing. So Republicans are not even hiding the fact that they are not for America. They're not even hiding that fact anymore. And the reason they're able to do that is because you, the Republican constituent, you supported, you condoned, you vote them in office, and you continue to do so. The chairman, not some wreck and file, not someone on the fringe, the chairman said, we did not send you to Washington to do the right thing. This is what the Republican Party offers to the nation. Not to do the right thing. That's, what we, that's not what we send you to Washington for. They're not, even, they're not even hiding it. They're saying openly. And what I just mentioned to you, Hopefully next time I'll remember that. I'll play the tip for you. The chairman of the Republican Party for the state of Pennsylvania said, we do not send you to Washington to do the right thing. And the message wasn't just to Pat Toomey. It was to anyone, any Republican who wants to do the right thing. So before you look at Democrats and say those damn liberal, you might want to look in the mirror and ask yourself the question, what exactly, where exactly do you stand? What do you think your representatives stand for? You don't have to ponder for long because you have those answers all over the place. But the question that I ask, I'd like to get an answer to, is how in the world, how in the world, a political party with millions of people
can continue to support individuals that work against the best interests of America, a country that they claim they love. How, the, how in the world that possible? We'll tell you in just a moment. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics. The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Okay, how is it possible that millions of people, now I can understand if someone is a con man, the person may be able to con a few people, and usually people get con, become smarter and on their toes so that they're not con a second time. At least that's what you would hope, that's what you would expect, that people who were come before would not become so easily the second time. That's why you heard, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Because if I'm stupid enough to be fooled again and again and again and again, that means really the shame is on me. So how is it possible that Republican constituent can be fooled by the Republican leaders over and over and over again. And that's not an assumption. If you watch this program before, I gave you example, plenty of example. I'll cite a few, a couple of them now so that we can move on. In 2010, when Obama signed in uh, the healthcare act, aka Obamacare, Republican across the country went into a campaign of lies and deception. They told their constituent a bunch of lies about the ad. Death panel, gonna kill job, gonna kill the economy. All of those were lies. Those are not politics. Because there is a big difference between politics and when someone out to deceive you. Because those Republicans, they had the act, they had the, the verbiage of the act in their hand. They're legislators for a reason. They can read. They know what the act will, will do. They know who it will benefit. Now, if they wanted to tell you the truth, they would have said, well, this has some good and some bad. This may end up doing this and that, but is what we propose. 
they could have come up with something to explain to you that well, here's what this act is doing, but if we do this instead, it will be better for you. Here's how much this act will cost, then if we do this instead, it will cost less. They could have done that. That would be politics. Instead, they went and lied to you about it again and again and again. It was never a death panel. It never cost the economy. It never cost kill any job. And they knew that ahead of time. John Banner, today, you must have seen him going around because he's selling books that he just wrote. Wrote a memoir, he called it, where he went around and blaming the Republican for what they're doing today. John Banner was crying as if the, the tears that he was shedding is how sad he felt that the Obamacare is going to kill jobs. How sad it was that Obamacare is going to destroy the economy. So John Banner now is talking all kind of nonsense, pretending that he has some moral values. But Republican leaders across the board, they're all the same. They lie to you. Now, in the case of Obamacare, you, as a constituent, had a chance to see them backpedaling their lie. Because in the 2018 midterm election, they all came to you and say, if you vote me back in office, I will make sure that you're, you are protected against the insurance company that would prevent you from getting insurance because of your pre-existing condition. Something that they said before that they don't want. Something that they said before would kill jobs. And all of a sudden, they come to you and say, I'll do that. Republicans lie to you. The question is not whether they do or not. The question is why. In my research, I found out why. First of all, Republicans are masters of deception. Oh, yeah, that. In fact, if they could put that kind of skill for the good of the country, today America would have really been the greatest country in the world. Because Republicans are masters of deception. They sell anything to the constituent. Here's how they do that. They lie to the constituent. And that is something Republicans have been doing and that the only way they know how to keep the office that they have. As I mentioned to you earlier, if they didn't like something about Obamacare, they could have presented a, an alternative. They could have said Obama offered uh, coverage for pre-existing condition. We can offer, well, wait a minute, nothing? So they lied to you about Obamacare. Obamacare covered children up to age 26. It was 21 before, if you are in college. Because before Obamacare, at the age of, once you were no longer a minor, you would not be covered under your parents. However, if you were to be in college, you would be covered until age 21. But under Obamacare, you would be covered until age 26. So Republican alternative was what? 
Oh, nothing. That's the reason that they lie to you. Republicans are masters of deception. You can take that to the bank. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you something better to take to the bank. No matter what you heard, no matter what you hear, your Republican legislator tell you, it is a guarantee, it's a lie. When you hear them on, on Fox, when you hear them on Newsmax, telling you anything that they tell you about Democrats, you can take it to the bank, it's a lie. Because they do not care to tell you the part that's, that they would like to change and the reason they would like to change it, so they lie to you. And the reason that they lie to you, there are two reasons people lie to you. As you can see on uh, the left side of the screen, say, never tell the truth to people who are not worthy of it. And I can tell you, Republicans make it an art to lie to you as the Republican constituent. And the reason is because they don't believe you are worth the truth. So why did they lie about Obamacare? What reason did they have? If you stop for a moment and think about it, something that would have benefited you, which you found out later, something that would have been good for you, which you found out later, and some people actually, unfortunately, never had that privilege because they died. Because insurance company refused them coverage, but your Republican legislators prevented you from getting insurance coverage. So why did they lie about that? Because they know exactly what Obamacare was about. But they lied to you about it. So why? Because Republican leaders, Republican leaders do not believe that you, as a Republican constituent, you are worth the truth. The question is, and that's a question you have to ask yourself, because as we trying to figure out how to solve this problem, and it is not a small problem, having leaders of a political party working to destroy the fabric of our society, every part that has made America the envy of the world, Republican leaders across the country are working to weaken that. So, how do we solve that problem? Well, let's take a look shortly. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president.
I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Okay, it's worth asking the question, why? Because the reason you put people in position of leadership is to lead you the right way, not mislead you, not deceive you, not lead you astray. You choose people to lead you in politics, in religion, in business. Of course, in business, you may not have any say over that in general, but in religion and in, in politics, you, you decide who you choose as a leader. So, question number one, if you choose someone who is not up to the job, someone who doesn't want to do the job, someone who doesn't care about your interests, someone who work against your interests, it is difficult to believe that you would want to continue to support that individual. If you transpose that in a business setting, you would say, as an employer, if you hire someone to do the job, and the person is incapable of doing the job, unwilling to do the job, I don't believe as an employer you would keep that employee, would you? Of course not. So the question is, if you're willing or you know as an employer you would not want to keep an employee that's not doing the job because otherwise you'll go out of business. So I'm baffled by why you would want to continue to support people who are not just not doing the job, but who are working against your best interests. Imagine that. Imagine that. You hire an employee, you have a store, you hire an employee to work in the store. And the employee is always on the phone telling the competition across the street or sending customers to the competition across the street. Imagine that for a moment. You're paying an employer, an employee, and that employee is working against you. Would you keep that employee? Of course you would not. So why in the world do you continue to support individual in the Republican Party, people you consider leaders, doing the wrong things, destroying what is dear to you, I suppose, but you continue to support those people. Why would you do that? Republicans have become so good at deception that when they lie to you, 
they make it sound that it's for your good. But the reason people lie to you is because they don't think you're worth the truth. In fact, Mark Twain said that. Never tell the truth to people who are not worthy of it. So Republican leaders, they lie to you, and by lying to you, I mean, they really lie to you on a regular basis. They don't even think about it. They just, it's so easy for them at every step of the way they lie to you. And they justify it. Whatever that they tell you, they justify it. They figure out, eh, you don't know any better. You can't know any better. So in other words, your Republican leaders consider you as a moron, as an idiot, as someone who is incapable of realizing that you are being conned. I would feel bad that someone would think of me that way. Someone would think that I'm so done stupid that he can lie to me and I don't even suspect that. So the question is, why? Ask yourself that question. Why do Republican leaders continue to lie to you? And by lying to you, I don't mean they just lie once or twice or they just lie about one thing or the other. They lie to you on a regular basis. As you can read on the screen, the worst thing about being lied to is knowing you weren't worth the truth. And that's the way Republican leaders treat their Republican constituents. You are not worth the truth. That's why they lie to you. You, my fellow Republicans, are not worth the truth. So if you think that I'm wrong, ask yourself the question, why do they always lie to you? And that's not an assumption. They always lie to you. No matter what it is, no matter what time period, no matter what the topic, what the legislation, they lie to you. For instance, today they're talking about voters' fraud. They lie to you because they know there is no voters' fraud. As I mentioned to you, two decades of that data show there is no voters' fraud. On top of that, last election, millions of dollars were put as reward for people to come forward to prove there is voters' fraud. There was not a single individual who got that money. So there is no voters' fraud. So they lied to you. So the question is not whether they're lying, but why? Because they believe you are not worth the truth. That's the way that Republican leaders see you as a Republican constituent. You are not worth the truth. And it seems like, based on your support for them, based on the fact that election after election, you vote them back in office, maybe they have a point. Maybe you have come to accept that you are not worth the truth. Maybe you realize that, who cares? You're not worth anyway. So why should you care? 
I heard many arguments from my fellow Republican pretending that, oh, well, yeah, Democrats are no, no better than Republicans. One thing I can tell you for certain about Democrat leaders, that is, they put their cards on the table. They don't lie to their constituents. You may not like their policies. You may not like their legislation. You may not like their bill, but I can tell you one simple thing. They do not lie to their constituents because they know their constituents would not stand for that. So the reason your Republican leaders are able to get away with it is because they have made the calculation, you, the Republican constituent, you are not worth the truth. Are you? Well, join me next week when we take a look at a few of the things that have happened in terms of election, how you have approached that problem, and whether there is any hope that you, as a Republican constituent, will come to realize that you owe to the country to get rid of those Republican leaders that are working against America. My name is Mike Duchenne, and this is Slusa. I wish you a fantastic weekend. Hope you can join me again next week. Good day. That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again next week. I am MD, host of the Suzao program, the place for common sense. Send us comments, criticism, suggestions, or simply let us know how it works. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. See you soon. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around, and the rumpus and ruck is so comfortable now. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. So I got an apartment across from the park, put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling right. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. Here we go. Our podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website located at peoplebranch.org. That's P E O P L E B R A N C H.org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles my name is mike duchenne md for short
I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully, you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. And that was Suza, live from New York. Good day.